0: You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 219, and today is the first episode in the energy series. Yes, we're breaking down energy in every way that is going to completely transform your life and your health. I promise you that. Stay tuned. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to make health simple. Yes, you have come to the right place if you're tired of the confusion and the chaos, and you are just ready for health made simple. Today and all summer long, we are going to be breaking down energy. Now, I know that there is a lot of thought about energy and there's a lot of noise around energy and sometimes it even feels a little woo-woo. Now, I want to bring this all full circle and just help to break free of all these negative ideas that we have about energy and step into understanding how we can truly tap into an unlimited energy source to stop blocking energy in our life and truly thrive this is it like if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, this is what gets me the most excited because it pulls together not just your body, but your time, your relationships, your perspective of the world. Basically, everything you do in life is defined by energy. So, we're going to dive into that, we're going to break it down over the course of 10 episodes most of which will be taught by me, so I hope you don't get bored. Um, By that fact, I only have two interviews scheduled throughout the course of the next 10 weeks that have to do with energy. Otherwise, I really just wanted to come on and give you a very fresh perspective of energy and also very actionable steps that you can start to take to change the course of your life. And I promise you it will do just that. This whole topic as it's come together has literally blown my mind. And I think it is a huge missing element in the health space because it's not about eat this, not that, do this, not that. It's not about that at all. But it's about looking at you as the individual and understanding where are you getting the most energy and how can you learn to fill yourself rather than just constantly fix your problems? You see, we don't need to be fixed as much as we need to be filled, and that's what I want to teach you inside this series. So today in lesson one, we are simply going to start to understand and grasp what energy is, how it's affecting our body and our mind and our life, pulling this whole concept together so you can start to really gain some awareness and understanding about what it's doing inside of your body and how you can improve upon this measure as we go throughout the the next 10 weeks. Now, we're also going to break down Um, our mindset, our hormones, our immune system, like basically all these other systems inside the body, pulling this all together into one life application that you can take and use forever. Like if this is the end of dieting, I have fully succeeded at the concept in which I feel like health is supposed to be. And that is designed in us as a tool for us to use not to live for. So Clearly, I'm a little pumped up about this session. I have no other announcements because I am not taking any sponsors during the course of this show because this is most important to me is that I simply get this message across to you and hopefully in the end, it will help transform your life. With that being said, if you want to learn more about these podcast episodes, just make sure you go to the show notes at wellness.com backslash 219 and get more information that we talked about today, as well as the practical application that you can use to really start to transform your life. These are going to build on each other. So if you missed one episode, you might want to go back and listen to it. Clearly, this is the first one. So you haven't missed anything yet, but trying to uh, again, absorb as much information as you can and following along over on the blog to make sure that you get all the practical advice that I can give you on today's podcast. Okay. Again, all of the show notes can be found at com. Also just sign up for my email list. That way you don't miss a thing. And obviously, the best thing that you could do for me is to share this with your friends and family. I would love to break free, to start a new revival in this hell space, to kind of bring the dead bones to life, to let people experience health and its intended measure and its designed purpose for our life. And that is truly to help us live, to help us live an abundance of health, an abundance of joy, an abundance of happiness. All of the things that so many of us are running to, trying to chase down and cling to as if it's a destination rather than a choice. So we're going to dive into all of that. But please share this with your friends and family. Take a screenshot of the episode. Let people on social media know you're listening to it. Invite them to join along. Um, It really does mean the world to me. And if you want to do none of that, you just want to stay behind the scenes. If you head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review... That makes all of the difference because it actually tells iTunes what podcast to show to different listeners so that they too can find the show Then maybe they otherwise wouldn't. So if you have two minutes, just head on over to SimportsWellness.com backslash review to leave a rating and review. Okay, so here we go with lesson one, breaking down what is energy. I want to start with a quote from Albert Einstein because I think he was one of the first people to truly study the concept of energy. And he says, everything is energy and that is all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Again, that is a quote by Albert Einstein. And I love that quote because... Again, it really does state the obvious, that everything in life is made up of energy. And I don't want this, again, to sound too woo-woo right off the bat, but I really have studied this over and over and over and thinking about this in a number of different ways. And really what it boils down to is everything we have in life and everything that we use is truly a measure of energy. Think about electricity, for instance. That is energy. It's energy rushing through the electrical circuits, providing some electrons to produce electricity, right? The same thing is happening at nearly every single external thing that we're doing, whether it's using Wi-Fi or turning on the TV or radio stations, right? All of those things are using a measure of energy or a frequency in order for us to use those things. The same with goes with light and the air that we breathe. All of that is based on frequency and energy. So it's no surprise that energy is a really big deal. Now, I don't want to break this down in the quantum physics definition of energy, and I don't want this to be overwhelming. What I simply want to state in all of these 10 episodes is that we have truly an abundant source of energy. And that source of energy is something that we can either tap into, that we can allow to flow through us, or we can block it. And therefore, we see that many people are living at multiple different states of energy. So just to go back to the beginning and define what is energy, let's just define it. Energy is defined as strength. It's defined as power derived from the utilization of physical or chemical resources, especially to provide light, heat, or work, or other mechanisms. The physics definition of energy states that the property of matter and radiation, which is manifest as a capacity to perform work. So energy truly is a state of work. It's how our being, it's how life radiates, it's how life moves, it's how life and our bodies perform. That is energy. Energy is a really, really big deal. If we zoom out and we look at the whole of our bodies, every single cell inside of our body is working based off of a frequency or based off of an energy. And without the right energy, that cell doesn't function or perform as well, right? Think about the times in your life when you felt exhausted, when you felt drained. You can imagine in those times that that's not the time you actually want to go out and do work, right? You're too tired to do work. You're too tired to stand up and walk around or go for a run, or you don't have the brain capacity left or the energy left in order to do the work. So we do understand that energy is a relation to work, how everything in our environment and our body is performing. Now, most of us are here listening to a health podcast or coming to the health space because we want to perform at a higher level. This is exactly what everyone wants because in performance, we create outcomes, right? We create what it is our desired results of that. And while most of us want more energy, we also want the outcome of how we look, of a number on the scale or a size of the jeans that we wear, right? Some of us do strictly want to perform better for athletic reasons or for work reasons, right? There is a performance component to that. But generally speaking, all of that is outcome-based. Now that's going to be really important to know as we continue on in this lesson, but I want to stick with a philosophy that everything in life, all of the systems of the body are working based on energy. Now we could break down each system into the hormonal system and the lymphatic system and the immune system and all of the systems of the body, like medicine generally does. And it's not to say that that's wrong. I think it's really important to note those systems. But what I want to get across to you is when we start to look at energy and how our body has energy, then we can start to understand that it's not just one system that's at fault for the symptoms you may be experiencing in your life, but it's all of the systems coming together and somewhere in that systematic process of your body working, it's lacking energy somewhere inside of our body there's a blockage of energy. And I say blockage because it's not to say that we don't have the energy source. It's simply that many times we're preventing that abundant energy source from flowing through our body. So somewhere at some point we've blocked energy inside of our body and therefore without the adequate amount of energy for your body to perform, something suffers. So let's just look at the hormonal system, for instance, and how it relates to other systems of the body. Now, we're going to talk all about the biological imprint of energy in a second, and this will all start to make a little bit more sense, but just to preface this by saying your hormonal system does not work independently of other systems in your body. Let's use your hormonal system and your neurological system, something we're going to talk in great depth about. So, your neurological system, right, is your thoughts, it's your brain waves, it's your electrical impulses. All of these things are actually greatly influencing the hormonal flow of our body. Yes, our neurotransmitters are affecting our reproductive system. And I know we often come to the table with many people coming with hormonal issues. I still want to bring this to the table and question is it truly a hormonal problem or simply an energy problem? So let me explain this for a second. So say we have an energy problem, right? And our body's sending out signals or biofeedback markers that something in our hormonal system is off, whether we're not menstruating or whether we have terrible PMS or our menopause is going crazy or for males we don't have or we're lacking testosterone, Maybe it is hormones that are more linked to our neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, all of those things, right? We come to the table and we think, man, I just have a hormonal problem. If I could just fix my hormonal problem, then everything could change. But our reality is, is it's not necessarily just a hormonal problem. Sometimes it's a neurotransmitter problem, like for instance, the thought process or the perspective that we have excess stress in our life. Did you know that the reduction of stress or the biological components necessary for the stress response in the body actually take mass amounts of progesterone to produce? Therefore, it could be actually a stress response in your body that is simply causing a hormonal imbalance. And while you don't recognize always the stress response component, you will start to recognize via biofeedback signals that your progesterone levels are off. You might not call it progesterone levels, but you start to understand that your hormones are greatly out of whack and therefore it feels like you have a hormonal problem when the reality is, is you probably just had an energy problem. Now, I kind of feel like I'm talking in circles and I really don't want to confuse you right out of the gate on lesson one. What I really 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 want to get across is generally speaking every single issue inside of our body regardless of what system it's about or inside of it is truly due to an energy deficit or an energy blockage or a lack of energy more than it is about whatever system is firing whatever biofeedback signal is coming up generally speaking it always is related to some kind of energy malfunction Now what can we do about this? This is where health gets really simple because I think when we look about at all of the complexities inside of the body, we can become really overwhelmed at trying to regulate all of these minute discrepancies that are happening inside, creating biofeedback markers that are symptomatic, that are making you feel bad. But rather than constantly being so involved with, All of these complex things that are happening inside your body. Now, I'm not saying that we should dismiss them, but what I am saying is what if we just provided the energy that your body needed to function at its best? What I believe about health is it's not so much that we need to do for our body, but we need to provide the right environment for our body to thrive. You see, no amount of external stimulus that we can kind of micromanage or manipulate on the outer factor, like how much we eat and how much we exercise and how much we sleep is necessarily going to change unless we get our energy flow right. We can't micromanage our macronutrients and expect great changes inside of our body without understanding the energy component and how that's affecting us personally and individually. That's why I love the energy topic so much is because it becomes, it takes these broad subjects like ketogenesis and what diet you should be on and how much you should exercise and all these different health spectrums that we have or health recommendations that we have and it makes them personal because it says, okay, but what is going to give you energy and believing that if you just provide the energy your body needs, it will thrive. It will heal, it will do the work that it needs, and it will get back on track. Our body suffers not because of what's been done to it, but because it's lacked energy or it has a blockage of energy to it. Our bodies are amazing, capable beings. Like I marvel at the fact of what a human body can actually go through and sustain and withstand. I'm currently reading, this is kind of a side note, but I'm currently reading A Man's Search for Meaning. And it was talking about, uh, it's written by a Holocaust survivor, and just even what people and bodies could withstand inside concentration camps is mind-boggling. It's insanely marvelous at how the body adapts to physical constraints that are far outside anything anyone should ever experience and yet still survive. The same thing goes for people who like run ultra marathons and Navy SEALs and all these people who are just doing crazy, ridiculous things to the body. And I'm not saying that's always healthy, but it is to say that the body is capable of amazing things. The problem we often face is that we miss the component that allows our body to be capable of amazing things. And it also misses the component that allows us to open up our lives to experience amazing things. And that has to do with energy. So energy is a really, really, really big deal in our body. And again, the big point that I want to get across is energy truly is an abundance in life. It's not necessarily that it's all coming from within us, which maybe is um, a more static measure that we all have kind of a set amount of energy in a day. It just depends on how you use that. It's going to change things. But I do believe that there are unlimited sources of energy that are outside of ourselves that really do have an influential effect on how much energy we can provide our body and fill our body with. So this whole series is all about getting you to look at health, rather than a series of processes and steps that you have to do to kind of micromanage the outside world. But rather, it's an inner approach to understanding, where am I blocking this energy? Where is it stuck or stalled out in my life? And how can I open that back up to create a true unlimited energy flow throughout my body? Is it going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But what I'm going to teach you are specific ways that you can tap into the unlimited energy flow and truly use that to heal your body, to create results in the body that you want to see and fully walk in health for a lifetime. I know at the end of the day, This is not outcome-based, right? It's not to say that we're going to hack into the body to try and prolong life and all these things. What I really want to do and what I really believe is that, yes, we're all going to end in death. That is the reality for 100% of people. It's not so much that I want to worry about when that end day is, but I want to worry about living the most purpose-filled life that we can in the time that we have been given. It is not up to us to control the end, but it is up to us to control how we live and the span of life that we've been given. And that's what I want to help you do, to stop fixating so much on the outcome and start awakening to the life that is here right now, the life that you were purposed for. Not to say that you have to wait to get there or you have to achieve health in a certain way in order to live that purpose. No, it's to say that you right now, as you are, our purpose here for a reason. It's not about waiting to live that life. It's about living it now and unlocking the energy that you truly need to open your eyes, to awaken your life, to seeing exactly what that purpose is. And so that's what this lesson is about. So now that we've kind of defined energy as the means to do, the means to work, the means to live Energy is life. That is exactly what energy is. And now that we've kind of defined that, I do want to come back and talk about energy on a very practical basis because we could get into quantum physics and all of this kind of mind-boggling stuff, but let's just bring it back to reality and make this something that you can truly experience and acknowledge in your life in general. So I like to think about energy as a currency. And just like uh, the U.S. dollar, right? There really is no limited amount or no set ceiling on how much of that currency you can acquire. There truly is an abundance or an unlimited source, as many people would believe. Now, some of us, that's hard to believe. And I will tell you... I have not always believed this at all, and I I was intended to share my story about this, and maybe I'll do that at the end, but I have really, really, really struggled with the thought process that life and everything in it is scarce and that there's not enough uh, we should hoard. We should seek. It kind of like when whenever we have this scarcity mindset that is living in fear, that is a blockage, right? You you put your own ceiling on or this own limiting belief that there isn't enough. I call this the legalism side of health, um, which comes often from a legalistic view of faith. Um, and we're going to talk more about this as we progress into the lessons. But once we start to understand truly what grace is and we start to truly understand Abundance, not in the sake for prosperity, but in the sake that abundance and life and energy and joy and happiness truly allows us to live, which is our purpose here, to live, to go out, to make disciples, to do the things um, that we've been purposed for, whatever that is in your life. That is truly what abundance is. It's not acquiring and hoarding onto things, but it truly is living in abundance of energy meaning this unlimited supply of energy and this unlimited supply of joy and happiness truly allowing you to fully live. Now, again, I'm going to share my story at the end of how I've 100% struggled with this thought process. And truly lived with scarcity and not just the health space, but in every aspect of my life and some realizations that I've had to come to and how it's changed me at the end of the episode. But for now, I just wanna go back again and look at energy as a currency. So let's just pretend for a moment that energy is like a dollar. And um, and everything in life that you do or all the things that you think, which is what we're gonna talk about in the next podcast, are having an impact on whether it's taking money or it's inputting money. So let's look at your body and think that your body is like a bank account. And everything that you do or everything that you think can either be depositing energy inside that bank account, building it up, kind of creating that abundance of energy inside of your life, or it can be taking away from that bank account. Now, what we realize for most people is that most people in the space that we live in are actually living at the lowest state of energy, meaning that we're living in energy debt. Our bodies do not have enough energy to go on. We don't have enough energy to supply every cell in our body, the energy that it needs to truly thrive. If that's the case, if we're living in energy debt, then what happens, this is what I call survival mode, what happens in this phase of the body is that your body has to start to micromanage and ration off energy to the specific cells that are needed and essential in survival. Now, what's fascinating about the human body is while you believe that every cell is vital and essential, which it absolutely is, not all of them are essential for survival, so what happens in survival mode or when our body is living in a constant state of stress, you could look at it as, or a constant state of low energy, is our body has to start to redirect the energy to specific cells that are designed for survival. And often in this phase, other things, other processes in our body kind of begin to slow down or shut down. I like to think of survival as a time of hoarding, of conserving, of holding on to, and storing. It's kind of like our body is understanding, hey, we're taking a lot of energy away. Therefore, I must, in order to survive, start to store energy any way I can. Now, one simple way to look at storage of energy inside the body is fat cells because it is our best place to store excess energy in time of need. What happens when we start to mess around and play around with the line of energy debt, you know, our threshold between energy abundance and energy debt, wherever that is inside of our body, which is specific and personal to you, what happens when we start to play around with energy debt is our body, which is far smarter than we give it credit, is going to start to hoard and conserve and store energy and time of need. So meaning if you just start exerting excess amounts of energy, regardless of how much you're consuming, what your body is going to do is it's going to start to conserve and hoard and hold on to the energy that you do provide it, but often in what we consider a negative way. No, fat is not bad. Fat is survival. A lot of times we need to give credit, more credit to fat because it is a protective mechanism of our body. It is keeping us safe and it is keeping us alive. Now, we might not like it, but the only way we're going to change it is not to hate ourselves healthy, because no one in the history of the world has done that, but it's to start to love ourselves for the process of survival that it provided and start to understand how we can come back in and love ourselves well. This is the only way to change. So again, if we've taken more energy out of our account, out of our body than we had to get, get rid of or that we had to use... What happens is, again, your body's going to start to store, hoard, and conserve. Now, if this becomes extreme, what happens, and you're not consuming the food on the other hand, right? Maybe you're really sick or you struggle with some kind of um, eating disorder and the fact that you're not eating enough or you're bulimic or anything like that. What happens is your body will tap into those energy reserves and it will have to use them to maintain the necessary level of survival to stay alive. And so you will notice that your weight starts to go down. Um, Some people can become really, really thin, sickly thin, all because the body is truly needing to tap into those energy reserves of the fat cells and use them. However, the majority of the time, people are living in energy debt without any true need of energy to be burned up. Meaning these are the people who are just living in energy debt because their life is overly stressful. They're living in low energy levels because it's been blocked somewhere along the way. They're just not understanding that health is about energy. And therefore, they're kind of doing all of the right things, but they're not seeing any results. And oftentimes, this, again, is just because of the low state of energy that we've learned to live in. What happens here is that regardless of all the right things that you do, Your body is still living in survival, meaning your body is still storing, hoarding, and conserving as many things as it can, and it's truly preventing this unlimited abundance or this unlimited flow, allowing you to achieve lasting health like you really want to achieve. And so if we're living in the state of survival and our energy isn't being burned up, we actually will see in this point of our life that we feel more exhausted, we're probably gaining more weight, and we just tend to have more symptoms in general, again, because of how your body is diverting and rationing energy. So we don't want to live in an energy deficit, and what so many people are is living here. Energy debt is considered the prime place or survival for sickness, for illness, for injury, for weight gain, for depression, for anxiety. All of these things tend to flow and become aggravated in energy debt. Now, on the other hand, we have energy abundance, and this is what I truly believe is thriving. When we have a true amount of energy abundance, it means that our body is not exerting mass amounts of energy to get healthy because that's not truly healthy and why if healthy things create a lot of stress in your life, I kind of sometimes argue, is it really worth it? But if we're truly living in a thriving state, we have unlocked the abundant energy potential that is of life, that truly is of health. And it's here in the state of energy abundance that we can start to see our body's immune system thrive. We start to see all the cells in our body rev up and work and function at its prime. We see cells turn over. We see detoxification happen. We see cleansing and deep healing. But we also see this extra energy that we built up in time of survival start to shed because we recognize in thriving that unnecessary amounts of weight are actually causing more harm than good. And so when your body starts to truly thrive, it feels safe and comfortable. It will start to shed the extra weight that it just stored in case of that emergency, in case of the time of survival. It starts to let that go because it starts to feel that you have enough energy that it no longer has to store that energy. So I hope that's all making sense. Again, looking at your life as an energy bank account. So one practical thing that you could do today is understand where do I fall on this energy in the energy bank account? Like, am I in energy debt? Do I feel exhausted on any given day? Do I wake up tired in the mornings? Um, Do I rely on coffee or caffeine throughout the day? Do I constantly crave sugar? Am I too exhausted to go on a workout? Do I just wanna come home and binge on food? There are lots and lots of symptoms and signs that you're living in an energy debt Not to mention, do I get sick more often? Do I have a lot of hormonal symptoms? There's lots and lots of signs, again, that you're not providing the adequate amounts of energy, of true energy, not artificial energy, which we'll talk about later, but true energy that your body needs to truly thrive. On the other hand, if you're thriving, more than likely you're listening to your body. You can work out and do specific workouts based on how your body feels. You're probably sleeping well. You wake up feeling rested. You don't struggle from um, brain fog. You don't have um, irrational cravings. You don't need caffeine. You can consume caffeine for pleasure, but it's definitely not a need. You're not addicted to those substances that kind of mask the pain of life. You truly do feel like you're thriving, that you have energy to get up and go, that you have more joy and more happiness. This is where we want to be, and this is where all summer long I'm going to help you to be. So I hope that helps explain, again, kind of how energy works inside of our body. If we don't have enough energy, our body is going to have to ration where that energy goes, cells start to shut down, um, our stress response increases, and it kind of throws all of life out of balance. So let's just specifically talk about the two stages of thriving and surviving and the biological stance, because I think it's gonna to help to understand how you can start to tap into more energy and maybe what some of the biggest energy-stealing culprits are in your own life. So I wanna quickly and briefly talk about this because we're gonna talk about it in the coming weeks. And it has to do with our nervous system. And it really truly stems from our thought process and our belief system. Now, next week we're gonna dive a hundred percent into the thought process and beliefs and why these are the number one consumer. Of your energy levels. But we really do, in order to understand energy, we need to understand how our body is responding um, to start to grasp what things in life are maybe giving you energy or taking energy away. Now, again, I don't want this to be confusing or like you're drinking out of the fire hose of knowledge. I really, really hope that you're starting to kind of look at life differently and start to see health in the view of not do this, not that, eat this, not that, and really starting to grasp how it is just truly providing energy or what's taking energy away. So inside the body, we have two states. We have the sympathetic response and the parasympathetic response. Yes, these could be much more complex, but it all has to do with the autonomic nervous system, meaning these is. These are the things that are unconsciously happening. They're not necessarily in our control. However, we're going to find that we do have a lot of control over which state our body is going into. Now, we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is our fight or flight response. This is truly our stress response. It is 100% needed in the body because this is our survival mechanism. This is what keeps us alive. Unfortunately, many people are camping out here. Like we're living our lives in sympathetic state, and some people truly can't identify how to kind of relax and let that fire go. But what the sympathetic state does in the body is it tells our body that there's a perceived threat, that there is an unsafe environment, and often this is just due to stress, stress in life, whether it's work stress, family stress, home stress, diet stress, body stress, Whatever is stressing you out, anytime we have a perception that there is a stress in our life, our body switches over to sympathetic state. And our sympathetic state, again, is our survival mechanism. It starts releasing cortisols like hormone. It starts releasing hormones like cortisol which stimulate an immune response, it increases inflammation, and kind of shuts down um, other healing processes of your body to ignite a drive for energy. We often see adrenaline in this space. And in the short term, that's a really good thing. Because say, for instance, we are in a stressful situation that we need energy to get away from, then our body has the capacity to do that, right? It gives us that quick get up and go to get away unfortunately, most people's stress response requires no energy. In fact, most people's stress response is taking mass amounts of energy. um, And therefore, in this response of sympathetic mode, it really is stealing and zapping tons and tons of energy. Let me just give you an example of this. Think about Um, fear, for example. What happens when you allow yourself to live in a fearful situation for too long? Say you're watching a scary movie. Generally speaking, your heart rate goes up, your respiratory rate, you might start sweating, um, shaking, right? Our entire body becomes heightened. Our entire biology really starts to tighten and tense up. And inside a stress response, what we see happening in our cells is our cells also start to tighten up and they start to almost kind of close off uh, to protect. It's self-isolation. It's self-protection. So when you're watching a scary movie, we might feel that. You might also feel a rush of adre- adrenaline that causes the jitteriness um, that maybe makes your leg bounce. We can see a heightened response inside the body. But what happens over the long haul, if we constantly live in the state of stress, is that we're starting to feel and exhaust our body because it takes massive amounts of work in order to experience fear, in order to experience um, any kind of stress response. So you might find after that scary movie, while you might still be heightened, you might actually be exhausted after the fact. The same goes for like stressful situations. Say your boss gave you some really bad feedback. It's exhausting to hear that. Or you got in an argument with someone or you're feeling bad about your body. Think about the negative things that you think about in any given day and think how exhausting those things are. Now flip that to the parasympathetic mode. Our parasympathetic mode is the other state of the body. It's either or, it's not both, it's one or the other. So we're either in sympathetic or parasympathetic state. Our parasympathetic state is our rest and digest phase. This is where our body can do the healing. This is tend, tends to be where we have more of the abundance of energy flow. It's where our body is working together and trying to heal and harmonize. All of these things are happening in parasympathetic mode. Again, it tends to be where we rest, where we laugh, where we love, because parasympathetic mode is driven by oxytocin, another key component in the biology of our energy. Cortisol and oxytocin and insulin is in there too, and we'll talk about that. Um, But oxytocin is our love hormone. It's connection. It's it's thriving. It's loving. It's living life, right? All of these are, are signs and symptoms of living in parasympathetic mode. Parasympathetic mode is the designed state of the human body. This is truly where we see health start to take shape. This is where our body heals from all the invaders that it might come in contact with in a day. It's where it does its rejuvenation, where it does its cleansing, where it allows you to experience deep sleep. All of these happen in parasympathetic mode. Parasympathetic mode is the driver of energy inside of our body. It is the abundant energy flow that we want to be in. Now, again, We're either or, right? Based on the perception of what's happening in life, we're either living in parasympathetic mode where our bodies is resting, it's relaxing, it's digesting, it's thriving, it's cleansing, all of these really positive things that we want to experience. And we can feel this. Like think about the last time that you were with friends and you just laughed and you had a great time. You probably felt this abundance of energy. You probably felt alive and happy and joy-filled, right? All of those are signs that you truly are experiencing energy. It energizes you rather than take away energy. We see the difference, right? We're either living in fear, which is energy zapping. It takes a lot of energy. And I worry that a lot of us are spending a lot of energy and time on things that are only hurting us. Rather than moving our lives more into the parasympathetic mode, recognizing and perceiving life in a different view can completely change the entire cascade of what's happening inside of your body and therefore completely changing the outcome. Now, I know a lot of people think that we can just hack into these systems, that we can just hack into our action steps and create behavior modification. But the reality is, is that our autonomic nervous system is being run based on our belief system and no amount of us hacking into our thought process or hacking into behavior change is truly going to change how our body responds over the long haul because our autonomic nervous system is mostly driven by the subconscious mind meaning what we've done and what we believed over the course of our life yes we can shape our beliefs which is how we're going to change this whole process and create true transformation but over the course of our lives, what we believed has become the response inside of our body. And our beliefs are, are coming from stored memories. They're coming from DNA. So things that have been passed down from generation to generation, stored memories, uh, what we've learned or what we've chosen to believe in. So this is where the whole faith component comes in as well. All of these things are creating our belief system. And ultimately, the majority of our life is lived based on our belief system. So no matter how many times you try to hack into your behavior modification, no matter how many times you try to change your diet, our reality is, is if you don't believe in that change and you believe it for good, what happens is you're actually just draining your body of mass amounts of energy. So if so, all this to say, if you're coming about health in the wrong way, what you're actually doing is having the opposite effect of what you really want to experience. If you're coming about health and I should do this or I have to do this or I need to make these changes, I just need to cut calories or I just need to let go of macronutrients or I just need to work out more. All of those things are driven in fear. All of those are outcome-based ideas about what health is, which is actually the exact opposite of what health is. That is not health. Health is tapping into the unlimited energy stores and recognizing your body as good, as a source of life, as a source of energy, and more than that, a tool to go out and live your purpose. It's not, I'll be healthy when I can run three miles or I'll be healthy when I quit sugar. No, 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 no. that's not health. That could be a part of your health story, but it's certainly not the definition of health. And this is really important to note because I think that we waste so much energy waiting to get healthy and chasing down health that we fail to use that energy and channel it in the right direction that actually allows us to experience health right here, right now. We can't wait to get healthy because that wait will never end. It's a never-ending, vicious cycle that people constantly chase because in the process of chasing health, what you're doing is reminding yourself that you're the problem. And whenever you're the problem and you start to look for a solution to fix that problem, you miss the very thing that is going to fix that, and that is in filling. If we stopped focusing so much on what we needed to fix, which takes mass amounts of energy And we channeled that into how can I just support my body, love my body, treat it with respect and fill it with energy. That completely changes the game. And guess what? It's so mind boggling simple. Like it's so simple. It's so freeing and it's so healthy. This is truly where our body learns to thrive is when we can respect it, when we can love it, when we can trust it, and when we can see it as the source in which healing comes. So I know this is a lot, and I don't necessarily want to keep going, even though I could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. That's why it's going to get broken down into 10 lessons. But what I really want you to get from this lesson is that energy is truly an abundance in our life. We have mass amounts of energy, definitely enough, enough energy to truly thrive. The question is, are you blocking that energy? Are you stopping that energy from radiating through your body and really experiencing health and healing? As Albert Einstein says, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to the other. And this This is the one thing in life that we have the power to control. Again, we have no control over the outcome ever, ever. We have to let go of the outcome-based thinking and we have to come back to understanding, okay, what right now, right here, can I do to transform the energy that's within me? Can I let go? Can I release the blockages that are stopping me and keeping me here and truly change how the energy is being perceived inside the body? This is what we have control over. And what we know about this is where you focus is what grows. So I want to leave you with some thoughts that I want you to think. And I know I said these are like practical solutions, but this is really, really important um, because the first step in anything that is going to create change is awareness. We have to be aware of where we're blocking the energy in our life and how much energy that we have. We have to start to be aware of really just energy flow because i think we miss this right we're not we don't hear a lot about it and sometimes when we hear about it it sounds really woo woo but really starting to pay attention to energy when do you feel energized where do you feel like energy is lacking like what things in life are stealing energy from you what things make you feel exhausted and tired and stressed all of those things like start to pinpoint in life am i feeling energy or am i taking it away or do i feel a lack of energy It's not to say that we have to fix this right now. We will get to this all summer long, I promise you. But it is to say awareness is the first step. So kind of starting to identify in the bank account, am I living in energy debt or energy abundance? Now, next week on the lesson, we're gonna talk about energy in the mind. And our mind is actually our biggest consumer of energy in the body. Again, we kind of talked about that in like, The sympathetic versus parasympathetic, the love versus the fear, right? If you're feeling loved, if you feel seen, if you feel known, like those are, that's energizing, right? There's nothing more energizing than feeling and being in love and laughing with other people. Like that truly fills your body with energy. On the flip side, stress, fighting, arguing, living with anxiety, that is draining. That is exhausting. So I want to ask you this as we go into the next question. I fear that a lot of us are putting a lot of energy and focus into the weakest part of ourselves. Like we, we put a lot of time and energy into demeaning ourselves, into talking bad about ourselves, into hating our bodies. A lot of time and energy is wasted on the weakest parts of ourselves and defending those aspects that we then don't have the energy or we've blocked the energy in order to truly see ourselves in a new way. So I want to ask you this. Do you feel like you are protecting and defending the weakest part of yourself? I'll say that again. Are you protecting and defending the weakest part of yourself? What I mean by that is where we give our energy to is what's going to grow in your life. Where attention and energy fixates, that is the very thing or thought or image or whatever it is that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So meaning if you feel like you have a weight problem and you constantly fixate on the fact that you can't lose weight, that you don't look good in those jeans, that you have too much bulge, like you start to fixate on the fact that you have a weight problem, you might not call that defending it, but in some ways you're protecting it by giving it the energy that it needs to grow meaning if we keep focusing on all the bad things in life, all the things that we really want to change, and we keep investing our energy into those things, we will never have the energy that we need to heal, to move forward, and to truly live life. So my hope and my um, prayer in all of this is that you will see that we need to stop fixating on the negative, stop fixating on the fear, stop fixating on the things that you hate about yourself and your, and your health. Stop giving those things the time of day, because if we're giving them attention, they will get bigger and they will grow in power. And the bigger those things get, the harder it is to transition in the true way. And that is the abundance of energy that we need to truly thrive. So pay attention what are you giving your attention to in a day? Where are you investing your energy? And is this serving a purpose in your life? Is this serving you in a healthy, positive way? Start to become aware of those. Like I said, next week, we're going to take this into a few more steps on how we can really use this in our, our thought process, which I think Lesson number two is probably the most profound, um, and then we're going to get into the hormonal aspect of this and a lot of other things. But before we get there, I do want to say that energy is a really hard topic in, in the Christian space, and I 100% agree with that. And I said I was going to share my story, and I feel like I'm kind of like running out of time, and so I'm going to do that eventually on the podcast. But I do want to tell you that I have 100% struggled with the idea of abundance and anything, and this came from my legalistic mindset of I have to do better and work better to be loved. I have to do and work in order to be seen, known, and loved. Um, and this is what I thought about my view of faith, about my view of God, which translates into every other relationship and every other thing that I do in life. Our view, our our highest belief, which is generally speaking um, that of what we believe in of a higher power, like my beliefs in God, are going to determine how you relate to life around you. This isn't me just telling you this. This is proven. And so, what I learned was that my view that I had to be known, I had to work to achieve a sense of love or to be known or to be seen by God, also translated me into working on my health to try and get to a certain way in a certain size in order to be loved, seen, and known. A lot of us are working and chasing and trying to get to a destination where we feel like then we can be loved. But our reality is, is that is absolutely untrue. It is the opposite of what the Bible tells us is the opposite of what faith states in that we do not work to be loved. We do not work for God's acceptance. That was a gift. That was given to us, and this is what's called grace. He freely gave us himself, regardless of any situation that we've been through, regardless of what we've done, regardless of anything. He gave us himself, himself, him as a sacrifice, as a gift, as a free gift for ourselves, And there is no working in that. That was 100% completely in love because we are loved regardless of what we've been through, regardless of what we've done, and regardless of what we're trying to do. He loves us no matter what. And in that process of grace, we can recognize that it's not about us working to be loved. It's not about us working to be seen or known, but we can start to live love. We can start to live seen and we can start to live known. And this is free. At least it was for me. In fact, my entire view of my life changed because I have always worked for attention. I've always worked to be seen, known, and loved. And it has never worked out. Just let me remind you. It has never worked out in my favor. But when I started to grasp what grace truly was and that Christ died as a free gift for me, regardless of what I've done, and that I don't have to work for it, no amount of me working for it is going to make him love me any more than he already does, that changes everything. Because then it allows me to step into a place of recognizing who I am and the eyes of a child of God, who he created me to be, designed perfectly in my mother's womb for purpose right now, right here. Then in that moment, in that grace, you can start to walk yourself, not to be loved, but you can start to change and to become a better version of yourself because you already are loved. And I'm telling you, there is something so much more filling and truly the unlimited abundance source comes from God alone to say that when you are working from a place of already being loved, it changes every single thing about what you do going forward. You do it not necessarily so that you can kind of put on this perfect facade of who you are trying to be um, seen, but you can start to live and open up to the purpose that you were designed. You can start to be free of all the bondage that held you back. And you can truly start to see that you, as you are, are enough. You don't have to go chasing down a better version of yourself, but right now is exactly where God has you and exactly the place that he loves you in. You can always be better. We should work. This is life. This is health. It's always a means of growing and learning and expanding, but it has to come from a place of already being loved, seen, and known, not from a place of a, trying to achieve that because you'll never get there and you'll always leave frustrated, broken, scared, hurt, fearful, all of the things that take all of the energy when you're already loved you tap into the abundant energy source that you need to continue walking forward in your purpose on life and really to open you up to see life like i think Being so consumed by the problem of health has prevented most of us from truly opening our eyes to recognize life around us. We're always waiting to live. We're always waiting to do things. We're always um, worried and hiding behind ourselves because we're so fearful that we're never going to be known, seen, and loved the way that we want to. But let me tell you, you already are. And when you can start to see that and you start to feel that. Everything about what you do changes. The view about yourself changes and you can really start to change your perceptions because your entire belief system changes. And it is only in the belief system that we can have complete life transformation that you've been looking for diets to solve that they never can. We have to have a vertical sense of grace, a vertical sense of forgiveness, a vertical sense of love in order for us to ever love horizontally. So that's my hope for you. My encouragement is that you wouldn't be scared of this topic of energy, but you would understand that it is the designed mechanism of how God created us. It is the designed purpose of your life. And in that comes true freedom from all the health problems you've ever experienced before because you are not purposed here for health problems or to live for your health, but to use your health as a means for living. I'm not promising that I'm going to cure all of your ailments or get rid of all of your symptoms. But what I do hope in this is that you can completely change your perspective about where you are and how you can move forward. Health and life is about growth. And that's what we're here for, to constantly work in a state of loving ourselves and ebbing and flowing with the seasons and nature of life. Now, going back to the topic of of abundance really quickly. God mentions over and over and over the topic of abundance. And again, some people are like, oh, that's too much like the prosperity gospel. I am not talking about about abundance and the matter of collecting things, of earthly things. I'm talking about abundance in the sense of how we feel internally, the abundance of life, the abundance of energy, the abundance of joy um, and happiness, regardless of what situation life throws at you. I think there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of hardship. Obviously, we're living in a really, really, really hard season. And I don't know where life has you, but what I believe is that if we can truly understand abundance in the form, in the sense how God actually created it, which abundance is referenced over 230 times in the Bible. Once we can start to experience that, then regardless of what situation that we see ourselves faced with, regardless of how our external environment is panning out, what we can know and what we can believe is that we truly can have an abundance of joy and an abundance of energy amidst even the hardest of situations. And it's in that that It will help you get through. You see, you're not going to achieve happiness. You're not going to achieve joy and a measure of health. That is not the definition of happiness and joy, regardless of what the world tells you. Happiness and joy and energy truly come from recognizing you are loved right here today as you are. You just have to accept that. So all of that to say, accept it. Take the love. See yourself as lovable, as worthy, as God's creation as Him not needing you, but Him desperately wanting you? And will you walk in that purpose today? And in that walk, will you start to change your belief system? Because in that belief system, then we can start to change all of your biology. So next week, like I said, we're going to talk about the thought process and why our thoughts matter and are the number one consumer of energy in our life and what we can do about it. And again, your practical step today is be aware. Where is your energy level? What things are taking it? What is your belief system doing with your energy and your body? And are you truly living in abundance or are you living in energy debt? If you have any questions about today's show, you can always email me at alexa at someforitswellness.com. I think I'm the only podcaster who gives away their personal email online, but I am here for you. I'm real. I'm honest. I am vulnerable. And more than anything, I want to do this journey with you. Not to just profit off of it myself, but to truly allow you to step into the purpose you were designed and to live loved because you are loved. Not to chase a better version of yourself or try to find yourself like so many people tell you you need to do, but just to awaken to the fact that you are you. And that's what this world needs. So that's it for today's. Don't forget to go to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 219 to learn more about today's show and to get some more practical advice and information from me. And in the meantime, don't forget to share this with your friends and family. Let them join in a series of a gaining abundant energy all summer long. I'm so thrilled for this topic. Obviously, you probably heard that in my passion, in my voice, in my tone, and in the speed in which I talk. Um, so anyways, that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week breaking down energy in our mind.